Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday, and welcome to the Writers' Corner live show. On the show, you get to hear the backstories from all our authors each and every week. As we always say, you get it straight from the horse's mouth. So welcome to the show again. I'm your host, Bridgette Limbanda, and I'm a global goodwill ambassador. I'm a live stream host and producer, and I help brands, networks, and social good communities create great digital storytelling experiences. My amazing co-host is Mary Elizabeth Jackson. She is the award-winning author of the Poolicious children's book series. She's currently working on another book as well as writing a movie screenplay. She's also the wife and mother of three beautiful inspirations. Mary's also a special needs and disability advocate and she lives in Nashville in the USA and I am here in Cape Town from South Africa so do let us know where you are joining us from. So welcome to the show Mary. Hi, Jenny. It's so nice to see you um, today. And, you know, we co-founded this show together and co-hosted, and we're almost at a year. We're getting super excited, and we're going to have the same authors on that we did a year ago. We're so excited. And then we also have our um, show about disability TV, and we're getting ready to start a new adventure, too, aren't we? Yes, we are. But for today... I am particularly very, very, very excited because we have an amazing special guest on our show today. Her name is Linda West. She grew up in a very volatile environment and was physically and ver verbally abused. She grew up in an alcoholic household and ended up marrying someone just like her dad. And as a result, her voice was stifled. But I'm going to tell her story because no one else can tell her story better than she can. So shall we get Linda introduced? Yeah, absolutely. Let's waste no time and bring her on. We're so excited she's here today. Absolutely. Oh my God, I love what you did. That was so awesome. Yeah, you look so cute. I love it. You look awesome, Linda. Thank you. That was fun, Jenny. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so stoked about having you on the show today on the Writer's Corner live show. Now, I've come to know you as a very vivacious and woman who speaks her truth without fear. To me, you're a fearless conqueror and somebody who carries the torch for many, many other women out there. But you were not always this fearless. You were not always this outspoken woman who wants to conquer the world. Tell us your story. Yeah, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me. And I, I love this the stuff you've done with the videos. It's a lot of fun. It gives me some great ideas. So thank you very much. <laughs> and the introduction was great. I love it. I love it. So yes, it, you're exactly right. I am now I speak out. I speak my truth. I am you know, living an authentic life and uh, being very vulnerable. You know, I just I love being me. And it's like being me unapologetically. And it's something that I didn't always have because 
what I've discovered, I didn't discover this until much later, is that, you know, by growing up in the volatile household, and we were told, you know, kids are better seen than heard, you know, sit down and shut up, you know, don't speak out of turn, you know, don't, don't say this, don't say that, and all these things we were told not to do. And so I didn't do those things, you know, and it ended up stifling my voice for, for decades, for decades, not until I was 51 years old, did I say, you know what, there's got to be something more to my life than this. And I seeked a life coach. And my life coach really helped me to see things as they were and to see that I wasn't happy. I thought I was happy. I had no idea that I wasn't happy until I became happy. So it's kind of an interesting um, concept there. But what I realized for Jenny and Mary is that I had been a people pleaser my whole life because I thought uh, in my mind, I thought, if I am pleasing this person, that they'll like me and they won't be mad at me, you know, things that would happen in my childhood. So I became a people pleaser and becoming a people pleaser made me never be me because I was always I was being the person this person wanted me to be. I was being the person this person wanted me to be. So whether I was at work or I was out playing with friends, I was completely different. I used to say I was a chameleon. I could adapt to any situation. Well, really all that was is that I was a people pleaser and I was always trying to make people happy. So once I came to this realization that that's what I was doing, I was able to look at myself and sit down and say, what do I actually like? What do I actually want to do? And I started this journey of discovering all these things about me and who I am. And then I, in 2015, Here's like where my book comes in, right? In 2015, January 1st, I woke up and I said, I got to do something different this year. I don't do New Year's resolutions because I don't know about you guys, but when I set them, I break them. So I don't do New Year's resolutions, but I said, I want to do something different this year. And I decided that I was going to break through a fear every single day because I had so many fears, you know, fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of just fear of, of failure, fear of success. I had, if I, if there was a fear out there, I had it. And so I decided I was going to break a fear every day. And that's what I did. So every morning I woke up, the very first question I asked myself before I even got out of bed was what scares me? And then whatever was the first thing that popped into my head was the thing I had to do that day. And that was an amazing year that, you know, I did decided not to do it a second year because, you know, one year is enough of <laughs> facing fears. <laughs> but what happened was because of facing a fear every single day, fear became something that I just started saying, oh, that's I'm just scared. So that's no big deal. I'm just going to do it anyway. Do it scared. You know, that became my mantra for myself. And because of that, because of that year and me facing fears every day, I'm doing some absolutely incredible things today that were never, ever, never on my mind to do because that was for those people. Like I always thought, oh, I'll never do that. I'll never do that because that's for those people. They were born into it. You know, like I had all these excuses as to why I wouldn't do things. But now, I mean, shoot, I I've, I just interviewed Wesley Snipes on the red carpet, you know, at the Academy Awards after party, um, you know, a couple months ago. That's something that I never would have imagined me doing. So it's all because of the year of fears. Exactly. <laughs> so Linda, I've got a go ahead for Jetty. Go ahead. I've got a question for you. There are many, you know, your story is very relatable. 
and it's relatable across many spheres and, and walks of life that people may possibly come from. What is the thing that propelled you forward? Because yes, I get that you did that year of getting over your fears, you wrote the book, but what is the one thing that helped you take that step to escape? That's what I want to know. That would go back to uh, my life coach. So what happened was, well, first, just like a quick background is I had had 49 jobs and I had been working in the workforce for 36 years. So during my 49th job, I was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So I was at the top that level that I could go in my field. Um, I was a legal secretary. And so I was working for the number two judge in the entire state of California. So I was like, there i was at the penultimate right but i was so bored i just did not like what i was doing my my life was like i felt like i was living a groundhog day every day i'd get up i'd drive to work in the traffic i'd go to work and then i'd drive home in the traffic i'd eat dinner and i'd go to bed and like that was like every day that was my life and i was so bored and so one day at work i was on facebook which you know you're not supposed to be on facebook right but i was i was on facebook and I saw this post come up and it, it was this woman, I didn't know her, but it's, she said, um, I've been a life coach for 20 years. I took five years off and I'm ready to get back into it. I'm looking for five clients who want to change their life. And that was that like, whoa, this woman's talking to me, you know? And so I raised my hand and I said, I'm in. I hadn't even met her or anything, but I hired this life coach. I didn't even know really what a life coach was at that time because I was in corporate. We didn't work with you know life coaches and stuff like that. We didn't, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. And so I raised my hand and I said, I'm in. And that was like the very first step that I took that put me on that path because she unraveled so many things in my mind that had been trapped inside. She was the one who put me on the path for me to see that I'm actually a smart person. You know, my ex-husband on a daily basis, my first husband told me, you're so stupid, you're so ignorant. People are only nice to you because they feel sorry for you. Those that was like a daily mantra I heard for a couple of years. And I believed him because he must be right, you know. And so she helped me to see that I'm not only not stupid, but I'm brilliant. She helped me to see that people are nice to me because I'm nice. And she helped me to see all these things about myself and and for me to see that, you know, I, I have a lot to offer. And that was the start of it. It's, I worked with her for five months. And she just unraveled so much about me and helped me put me on this path of saying, wow, I'm actually a good person and I need to put myself out there and I need to share. Linda, that so, is so amazing. I, I mean, that is so, I mean, you're a tremendous inspiration for, for all of us because how many of us, how many of us stay stuck where we are because we're afraid to take that jump. You know, I, I, I put a post out this morning about using, you know, our feet are there to move us forward. And even if we take one step at a time, that's what our feet are there for, you know, just one step at a time. And it's, and, and what you've done is, is been so unique and specific to you, but it re is relatable. Like Brigetti was saying to so many women and be growing up in the household that you grew up in, you, you are, you are so not only a people pleaser, but a peacekeeper. So that's where that chameleon, yeah. being that peacekeeper, being that empath and being able to feel what others have going on. So like you can kind of head things off at the pass, 
you know, you can, you know what to say, you know what to do, you know what to show up as to keep the peace in your life. And so isn't that a brilliant thing that you did all this time in your life without even knowing how brilliant you were? What a talent that alone is, you know? Thank, yeah, thank you. I hadn't seen that that way. And that it, it is so true, right? Because we adapt to whatever situation we're in. And, and I believe that we're only given what we can handle. So I was put into that situation because that's what I could handle. But also it was like a blessing for me to learn all these different things that I can now teach others how to get through those and to live the life that they truly want to live. And I came up with this um, saying, so fear, they say um, there's a lot of different acronyms. People like face everything and run or um, I, I can't remember some of the other ones, but I came up with this acronym for the the word fear. And that is that faith erases anxious reactions. Because I realized as I was approaching a fear, so I, I had this fear and I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm backed up against it. Right. And I'm like, Oh, I got, I got to break through this. I, I just got to do it. And I would have nervous, you know, my stomach would be going crazy. My hands would be shaking. My throat would be just like locked up. Right. And I'd be facing this fear and I would say, wait a minute, I have faith that on the other side, everything's going to be great. And so it was that faith that I had on a daily basis, like really stepping in to my faith. You know, people say, oh, I got faith. I got faith. But do you really? Because if you have the strong, strong faith that you say you have, the fear would subside and you would break right through it. So really, faith erases the anxious reactions that we have, which is a fear is just an anxious reaction. Right. And it's also an ancient reaction. It's something you've been doing forever. So you oh, I love that. A could, that A could be both of those, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for what you went through because of where it brought you to. I'm not happy about what happened in your life. Um, but I am so, we are all blessed by you and in your experience and mm. you being here and being able to teach. Cause that's what we're supposed to do. Aren't we? We're supposed to turn around and take our challenges in life and then teach others and help them to get through because we can say, Hey, right. You know, I've been there. I've been there. And, and look at me. I'm on this side. I can do it. You can do it, too. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about you saying that is just today I had some sort of you know situation that reminded me of who I used to be because somebody has shown up in my life because, you know, pe people show up in our lives at different times. Right. But somebody has shown up in my life and was um, criticizing me on something. And I got a little twinge and I was like, wait, what is that twinge? Because I asked myself whenever I have some kind of weird reaction to something, I now ask myself, what's causing that twinge? What's causing that feeling? And I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's causing this feeling is that that's who I used to be four years ago before I started this journey. I didn't like that person that I was. And so. But this, it's like it showed up in my life today to remind me of who I used to be so I could be grateful for who I am now. It was like so amazing. If we can like stop and look back and see what's causing our reactions to things, sometimes it will help us to put it into perspective and to see the reality of what you're really going through right now today. Right. It was that so, is absolutely so, amazing. It is. And keep That's that energy amazing. flowing continuing to ask those questions. What are my opportunities here? What do I want yeah. for myself? What, what do I need right now? How can I nurture myself? And we keep that energy flowing so we don't like shut it off or cut it off or shut that door, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting about that too. The fact that it was, it was criticism is that uh, when I started this journey, I was 
I had a, a, an open mind, right? So my, my life coach, I, I used to say, it, I hated her and I loved her because she would challenge me every week. And then I would come at the end of the week and I'd be like, oh, I'm so glad you challenged me. And then I'd be like, oh, I hate this challenge. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, it was like a roller coaster every single week. And there was one point there where I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I am open to all criticism. From this point forward in my life, I will be open to all criticism. So I got challenged big time on that because I showed up at an event. It was a three day event. And by the third day, um, I was really comfortable and I was wearing like I had my hair and ponytails because I was wearing a T-shirt that had sponsors on the back of it. And my sponsors were at the event. So I wanted to show off my sponsors. So this woman walks up to me and she says, hey, do you have a minute? I'd like to talk to you. And I'm like, sure, of course. And I'm like all happy go lucky. Right. Walking over and she goes, you know, I just got to tell you that um, I have a lot of money and I would love to donate to your cause, but the way you present yourself by what you're wearing today and everything, this is not a good representation of what you're doing. And so I just can't not make a donation. I was like, thank you. I was, I thanked her, but previously I would have been so angry and upset and I would have just like, it would have, you know, just eaten my mind up. You know, like this. Yeah. But now I was like, thank you so much for, for taking the time to tell me so that I can see that maybe others are perceiving me the same way. This is an opportunity for me to grow and learn. And boy, was I challenged on that one. Wow, that is a challenge for somebody to tell you that because in your mind, you were being very innocent. Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. Anyway, we're gonna take a break for just a second. When we come back, we wanna know more about your book, Linda. Okay. headphones and I'm afraid this is in the background. So Linda, you wrote about um, the year of fears. Yes. How did that come about? Because now you went through this experience of dealing with your fears and then you wrote about it. So I always like to ask people, what is it? We, you know, we've all got stories and experiences and we've all got a book in us, but not all of us take that leap of faith and actually put pen to paper and write the book. What was it that that propelled you forward to becoming a published author? Thank you for asking that question. Um, I well, so first of all, I did that year of fears, right? And that was in 2015. And, and during 2015, I ended up meeting somebody who would end up becoming one of my great mentors. His name is Greg Reed. And you know, Greg has written over 70 books. Um, he's um, written screen, not, not written screenplays. He's a uh, been a producer of screenplays, you know, movies and stuff. And he puts on an amazing event every year called Secret Knock. So I attended Secret Knock during my year of fears. And there was a, a gentleman who spoke at that event who really opened up my mind to see that, oh my gosh, I can be whatever I want to be. I can be whoever I want to be. His name is Frank Shankwitz and he is the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So he said, he spoke on stage for like 30 minutes. And at the very end, he said, everyone can be a hero. And that one little phrase right there really helped me to see that, wow, I'm no different than he is, except he took a different path than I did. That's the only difference between the two of us. So it really set me on this path. So anyway, during that year of fears, you know, I met Greg Reed and um, he ended up becoming my mentor. So in 2016 or so, he's like, well, you did a whole year of fears. You should write a book about that. And I was like, who wants to hear my story, right? A lot of us right. say that, who wants to hear my story? So he said, but that's really interesting. You know, people can learn 
from you by you facing a fear every single day. So why don't you teach them some lessons uh, in the book? Like, what did you learn during that year? And so I wrote the book, you know, inspired by Greg to write the book. So I want to thank him for for recommending that I write the book. You know, it was is really great for me to put that pen to paper, like you said. That's awesome. That is did awesome. Did you self-publish that one? I did. I wrote it. Um, I had somebody look it over for me, like a ghostwriter. You know, she moved some things around. And then I just self-published it. I did it on, well, Amazon at that time, which is now KDP. And I just, like, went through all the bumps and bruises myself trying to figure it out because I didn't know that you could hire somebody to do that for you, which I should have done. <laughs> Uh, how was how was that journey of self-publishing for you so that other people watching um, in your situation you know that doesn't know how did you go about self-publishing and would you do anything well, in a retrospect would you do anything differently now oh my gosh i do so much differently which i'm doing now i'm actually currently writing three different collaboration books and so everything i'm doing with these new books completely different than the way i did my own so, you know, with the self-publishing, you know, I, first of all, I started writing the book in like January or February of 2016, and I didn't even publish it until uh, 2017, because every time I started, I would start over again. I would, I never finished it. I would just start and start and start and start. And then a friend of mine um, gave me a big tip on how to finish my book. And so I followed her tip, which basically was to do the outline and just go through it and dictate it all and then transcribe it after that. And so that way I was, I was able to actually write it in like a week and a half after she gave me that amazing tip, right? Because the book was in my head. I just right. didn't have it on paper yet. The book is in your head. You just need right. to get it out on paper. And so like, just get something out on paper because then it can be massaged and fixed later. Don't worry about making it perfect. You know, it doesn't need to be perfect. It needs to be out there in the hands right. of people so you can change their lives. So what I'm doing now is I'm interviewing because it's a collaboration book. I'm doing these collaboration books. I'm interviewing the people who are in the book and I'm sending the interviews off to a ghostwriter who's writing the whole book. It's gonna make sense. It's gonna flow. It's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited. And then I actually have hired somebody to do the marketing for us because I was doing my own marketing or still I'm doing my own marketing on my own book. So there's a lot of different things that can be done that can be handed off to other people who are experts in their field because I am not an expert marketer. I am not an expert, you know, a writer. It's, you know, I just, I needed to get those words on the paper. And so, yeah, doing everything differently now. That was a great tip there because, you know, sometimes we can get stuck on perfection and we get so stuck on the perfection that we never get it out. And that goes beyond just writing books. It could be anything in life. Um, so that's yeah. a great lesson not to get stuck. Well, to and you know, move forward with it. Brigetti, one thing I discovered during my year of fears, I was a perfectionist. I was a proofreader for 25 years in the court system and I had to be perfect, right? That was my job was to be perfect. And so one thing I discovered during my year of fears is perfection was one of the things that that was um, stopping me from moving forward in a lot of different endeavors of my life. And so I had to think, why, am, why do I feel like I need to be perfected? Perfect is because I had fear of judgment. So that fear of what other people are going to think of me really prevented me from propelling forward. So I started intentionally making typos 
on my Facebook posts. So the whole world, anybody looking at my Facebook would see that I am not perfect. So the whole world could see that I make typos and I would do it intentionally, but it wasn't intentionally for the world. It was intentionally for me. So I could see that people wouldn't judge me just for me having typos. And those who do judge me for that, those just aren't my tribe. And that's okay. I love that. I love that spirit in you. So we're, we're almost out of time on the show, but I do want to know in your name, you market yourself as Linda Sunshine West. Where does the sunshine come from? No, well, it's, California. <laughs> no it's, it's because um, actually it was about two years ago, five different people that I know that don't even know each other would just call me sunshine. And I, at first it was embarrassing for me. I was like, sunshine, like I'm not sunshiny, you know, that's how I thought of myself. And so I thought, well, shoot, if five people are calling me that, maybe I should just go ahead and change my Facebook name. So I did. I love it. Wow. I just thought, oh, I love it. It's brilliant because I love the sun. It's one of my favorite things in the yeah. world. Yeah. And people call me sunshine now. Now more people call me sunshine because it's in my Facebook name. So people, it's so funny. People will run up to me like, Linda Sunshine, Linda Sunshine. Like they call me Linda Sunshine. So <laughs> I love it. It's fun. <laughs> That's wonderful. So will you find a publisher for this one? Because I know we had kind of gone back and forth talking about that. And I don't know if anything, you know, was helpful. Um, it, 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 it's so much information, you know, it's hard to write it all down. So I hope something in there was, you know, at least proactive and helping because there is such a, it's such a different world, you know, to be published or self-published and, and definitely with being published, there's no money that comes out of your pocket up front, except for the books that you buy yourself to then turn around and sell. So there's always mm -hmm. an investment, but it definitely is a whole different ball game, you know? Yeah. And it's, um, I'm unsure still we're, we'll probably be done with the book about September or so. And so I know it's time for me to start looking there. So thanks for reminding about that. And, you know, the thing is for me, like the, the book that I'm currently writing, it's called Momentum, 13 Lessons from Action Takers Who Change the World. And the proceeds from the sales of this book will go to a nonprofit called The Giving Angels. And their mission is to get homeless veterans off the streets and into homes. And so it's really important for me to do this book, especially this book, the right way. So that'll get the, you know, the most um, acknowledgement and to bring some money in from it. Because I know a lot of times um, books, there's not really a lot of money in selling books unless you're like J.K. Rowling, you know. So, right. But right. yeah, so I'm really excited to get this book out there because of the mission that it has. Wonderful. Well, Linda, can you um, hold up the book and and let us know where people can find it? This uh, book, uh, The Year of Fears, it's the seven most important lessons I learned that will save you time and money. And this book can be found at livingliveinc.com slash Y-O-F Amazon, Y-O-F Year of Fears Amazon. Yeah, and it's actually been endorsed by Les Brown, um, which has been awesome. And, and um, yeah, just a really... Just I've really stepped into a really amazing life by facing my fears. It really has changed my entire life. I am so excited for you. And we definitely will promote it, won't we, Virgetti, and share it with people. So thank you. Absolutely.
Linda, this was an absolutely magical, fun time. I want to say thank you so much for being such an amazing guest on our show today. And we look forward to hearing more about your book that you um, are currently busy with. And hopefully we can schedule you to come back on the show after September um, when you are closer to getting it published. Yes, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lisa. Fantastic. Thank you so much, ladies. And uh, I want to thank each and everyone who's joined us today, everyone who's watching on the replay. Thank you so, so much. We'll be back next week again, same time, same place. Take care, everyone, and have fun. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's open the door.